we currently have 2.3 trillion worth of valuation across the different unicorns across the region. And we've also seen a $66 billion worth of funding that have gone into these scale-up customers as well. So you see that the vast amount of opportunity that we have within the region itself. And with our Grow by SAP proposition, this is going to really excel and propel our customers in this space and leveraging our ecosystem. So really looking forward to the way that this is going to impact our future customers. Welcome to the Future of ERP podcast. My name's Richard Howells. I'm a Vice President for Thought Leadership for SAP's ERP Finance and Supply Chain Solutions. And I'm joined by my co-host, OQ. Hello, everyone. My name is Arkilgar. I'm a blogger, marketer, and podcaster in the area of ERP and supply chain at SAP. And today we are going to be discussing the challenges of companies looking to scale up and how a solid software stack can help with attracting investors. And I'm pleased that we are joined by SAP's Umar Khan. Hi, Mark. Could you please introduce yourself and your role at the company? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me on here today. Really, really pleased to be joining you and talking about this topic. I've been with SAP for 10 years now. I've held roles across product, go-to-market, and also now sales. My current role is as the regional director for SAP Grow, which is an exclusive offering for our netly named scale-up customers and hyper-growth customers. Maybe you can talk a little bit about why this topic is important to you. If I was to reflect on the current opportunity in Europe alone, we are home to 25% of the world's unicorns, right? This presents a tremendous opportunity for us in the region. And the Grow with SAP for Scale-Up program alongside our ecosystem is really here to help our future market leaders to really accelerate their businesses in the most sustainable way possible. And also just to further expand on that, we currently have 2.3 trillion worth of valuation across the different unicorns across the region. And we've also seen a $66 billion dollars worth of funding that have gone into these scale-up customers as well. So you see the, the vast amount of opportunity that we have within the region itself. And with our Grow by SAP proposition, this is going to really excel and, and propel our customers in this space and leveraging our ecosystem. So really looking forward to the way that this is going to impact our future customers. Okay, thanks for your introduction. And so let's start with a basic question. I mean, we're talking about scale-up companies. Let's have a clear definition of what we mean by a scale-up company. How would you describe them? Thank you, Richard. That's a really broad question. And depending on who you ask, there are different interpretations on what a scale-up is. But simply put, a scale-up is a distinct phase of a company's growth. It's a company that has achieved a lot. They have some impressive successes and, and they're ready to take their business to the next level. But there's also a long journey beforehand that they go on to ensure that they have the right product market fit. Do they have the right product to disrupt the market? Do they have enough funding and investment to grow their business? And the startup financing cycle typically begins at the pre-seed capital stage, which is funding from friends or family, from business angels. And these are previous founders from different companies, and they would like to invest in newer companies. And then you also have accelerator programs in the major countries in the world that offer capital. They provide mentorship. They also provide office space in exchange for equity percentage around 5% of their business. So the pre-seed aspect is where they really start supporting the initial funding of startups. Now, when startups want to go to the next level, this is where seed capital is the sort of source of funding for companies where they're trying to find the right product market fit. And if you look at Europe, there are typical seeds around, you know, ranging from 250K to a million euros. And the main players at this stage are business angels again, and also early stage venture capital firms. 
once a startup has a unique minimum viable product and they have a right product market fit and they are now ready for the growth financing stage, which comprises of Series A, Series B, and also Series C fundings. And Series A funding are rounds typically that offer funding from two to five million. And these are led by traditional venture capitalist capital firms. And when it comes to Series B funding, this is when a company is at the level where they have a right business model, they have a right working model in terms of user base, and they also want to start investing to start scaling their business as well. And funding at this stage is typically around the eight to 10 million euro mark. Now, it dependent on how mature the company gets from this stage, they may have aspirations to now go for Series C funding. And this is where they're more mature in the market. They have an established user base and they're becoming a lot more profitable as well. And the financing at this stage ranges from the tens to hundreds of millions and typically led by venture capital firms, private equity firms, and also banks. And the outcome after this round tends to be an IPO or even get acquired by a bigger company. Mm -hmm. um, Umar, my next question is going to be about the challenges. So what are the common challenges that scale-ups face? So good question. I mean, if we look at the current dynamics across the globe, you know, we're, we're faced with geopolitical challenges. We have the volatility in the markets right now with high inflation. And a lot of the scale-up customers are keeping up to speed with a lot of the competition and other businesses. And also, if you look at the retention of talent and hiring the right talent, that's also another challenge some of the companies face that I certainly speak with. And also expanding into new markets. We look at startups or scale-up customers that initially want to become a lot more mature in their existing countries, but then also want to expand into international markets as well. So these are some of the challenges that we see right now across the board. But I guess this is something that we're seeing across the larger enterprises and also some of the smaller, medium-sized businesses as well. So let's drill down into some of those and specifically hiring, retaining top talent and expanding into new markets. And I'm sure we'll talk about the speed of business a little later as well. How do scale-ups keep up with these bigger players? How do they compete with them in a market when talent is short and they need to both recruit and retain talent? I think if we look at broadly speaking, whether you're a large organization or whether you're a small organization, I believe that employee morale has to be at a level where people have different types of working methods now. They're either working from home or we're encouraging a lot of employees to go back into the office. I think we have this hybrid model in place now. But I think at, at the same time, it's really important that we free up employees from manual tasks. You know, tasks in the past where you would need certain individuals to conduct on a daily basis, but now you can actually automate those processes. At the same time, it's vitally important that you make sure that you have the right level of enablement and training exercises for your employees to make sure that they're equipped to understand where the company's heading, what are the market conditions, how do they become better at their jobs. And I think that's really important for the HR teams within organizations and also the employees themselves to accelerate their growth within themselves and also their personal development as well. And also being able to integrate staff from acquired companies. So dependent on how mature a scale-up has become and they are just about to acquire new companies and expand their companies into different markets? How do they ensure that they have integrated staff from different companies that they've also acquired? So there's a number of factors here that we could consider, but these are some of the high ones that I would bring up to your knowledge now. And I would assume, Umar, that this is where we start talking about the business systems that are needed as companies grow. So what type of business systems are they looking at or do they need to have? 
when it comes to retaining talent specifically in this case? I would break this down into four key areas. And if I was to look at an IT strategy for any organization and more so for scale-up and hyper-growth customers, first and foremost, you need to ensure that you have a robust system in place to help grow your talent. Your greatest assets are your people, as you said, Richard. And I think SAP, and if I was to look at SAP in terms of how we're supporting these customers, we're looking at workforce planning, being able to manage the hiring and recruitment phase, being able to automate the onboarding process. So it's vitally important that the scale-up customers, as they're growing, that they attract and retain the right talent. And at the same time, if you look at some of the other functions across the business, you need to ensure that you have operation and financial visibility across your business. How accurate and timely do you have data that will represent the operational processes across your business? Being able to respond to market drive whilst managing supply chain risks. As we said, we're seeing volatility in the demand and supply chain right now. As organizations, you need a holistic visibility across the supply chain and being able to automate those processes as well. And also being able to manage your IT function and become an enabler for executing your business strategy, right? How do you integrate data from heterogeneous environments? How do you make sure that you have the right level of data across your business and being able to report on that data and also being able to migrate and also have governance capabilities across your data landscape. But then at the same time, how do you build new innovation? How do you extend existing functionality and incorporate these into your existing processes? So IT across landscapes is very important for the future growth of your business. And typically when I speak with hypergrowth customers and startups, they typically use Excel spreadsheets and it's not robust enough for them as they are to grow. So it's really important that they have streamlined financials, they have the right level of HR recruitment solutions available, and also making sure that they have an integration and data platform enabling them to be able to have a holistic view across their entire business. You mentioned market demands and the ability to drive top-line growth and increase profit is a key determinant of whether shareholder value will appreciate over time. And my question is, how do you expand into these markets? Yeah, good question. I think if I was to step in the shoes of a founder or a CEO, my top priority is to grow my top line growth. I need to make sure that I expand into international markets. I attract and retain the best talent and also ensure that I am becoming more profitable as my product is becoming more mature in the market. But then at the same time, if you were to look at the bottom line, this is where if you're a CFO within, a, within an organization, your number one priority is to make sure that you preserve cash and have good cash flow across your organizations while maintaining your operational profits as well. So it's vitally important that you have your full visibility and transparency across your financials, being able to monitor and make the relevant changes required to make sure that you have a sustainable and healthy balance sheet and also break even. But then at the same time, how do you free up cash for the top line and ensuring that you're investing in the right areas? And this is where the founders that we typically speak with are prioritizing it and spending a lot of their times in investing in the right areas. So a little earlier, you, you talked about the different growth stages of companies. We talked about the seed capital and growth stage of a company's evolution and the importance of attracting investors, but specifically venture capital companies. So what are venture capitalists searching for in a scale-up? What are they looking for? What attracts them? And how do they gain trust that their investments will end up in profits for them? The venture capitalists and the private equity firms that are typically investing in the scale-up customers often look at 
how do they enter into the company making vast amount of funding and investments in terms of helping that customer grow but then at the same time what is the time stamp for them to actually exit from the company as well now if we were to go back a few years and we look at sort of the pre-pandemic world that we were living in a lot of the vcs made a lot of investments specifically in european based scale-ups and, and startups and we're also seeing some downfall over the last couple of years as well where a lot of investment went into these companies and we're also seeing a bloated organizations where they need to now reduce their costs, also improve their margins, right, across their financial landscape, ranging from startups and then international and publicly listed companies. So I think it's vitally important that VCs enter into companies investing and funding at the right level and also exiting at the level where they believe that they've invested heavily in this company and they can now move on to future growth aspirations. Do you think venture capitalists are the people that help companies identify the business systems they need to grow or are they looking for companies that already have that in place? That's a really interesting question. It depends on which type of venture capitalist you're working with. Some are typically looking at providing advisory consultancy to the customers or the companies that they're funding money towards. And also some are looking at ready-made organizations where they feel we will go into these companies and they will make us money and we can exit at a very reputable amount. Now, if we were to look at some of the fundings and some of the industries that some of the VCs are funding towards, we are seeing a lot of momentum in the fintech and health tech space right now in EMEA North or Europe in general. And I think this is quite telling in the respect that they are following where the market dynamics are going, they're following where the money is going right now. And at the same time, they're also exploring other options where they believe that there will be a boom in the coming years. So it's different based on different venture capitalist organizations and firms that you ask. When is the right time for them to move from the system, the Excel spreadsheets that they may be using, the off-the-shelf financial packages that you can buy? I mean, it's a big decision to jump to a business system from those type of applications. I'm just curious if you've got any experience and feedback for that. Just based on my own experiences speaking with a lot of customers in the region, for example, in Nordic, you were recently working with a customer in the energy space, and they are going through huge growth ambitions over the coming years. And typically, if I go back to my earlier points, it's when a customer is at the Series A to Series C funding rounds, that's when they typically understand where their organization is going. They look at their landscape and they think, well, in two or three years time, I would like to go into an IPO stage. And for us to be getting to that stage, we need to make sure that we have a robust IT landscape in place. And that's when they need to start investing in more robust and sustainable and scalable solutions. And that's where, for example, SAP comes into place where we help organizations or we've been helping organizations for the past 50 years. And We've been working with large organizations, but then at the same time, we've been working with a lot of our SMB customers as well. So in a recent IDC report, there was interviews conducted with PE and VC-backed mid-market companies to really understand what is the impact of actually implementing an SAP solution. And the highlights from those results were a lot of the companies valued the 12% revenue growth per year. They also found that 30% more effectiveness in manufacturing processes. And they also said that they efficiently streamlined their financial processes by 15%. So the SAP strategy for mid-market is really, really evolving. I've heard over the last couple of weeks that SAP's board has also now introduced the Grow with SAP program, which is 
effectively a tailored program for our net new name and mid-market organizations where we're making it more possible and more streamlined for these customers. There was an old advert in the US that was for Oldsmobile and they were trying to refresh their image and they said, this is not your father's Oldsmobile. And I think the image of SAP as a solution for the large enterprises and only the large enterprises, you've just first that myth. So thanks for explaining that. Absolutely, Richard. And I guess, look, SAP's 50-year heritage and helping our larger organizations, but then at the same time, we are fully, fully committed in helping the SMB customers as well. And this research actually proves this case. And from my own experiences, it really resonates well with customers because SAP is a true partnership. We want to make sure that we provide the end-to-end integrated offering for our customers, really working at their pace and also ensuring that we understand the requirements of our customers and really tailor the solution based on what they need to be able to grow in their future trajectory. Based on the IT drivers that you discussed earlier, how can the Grow for Scale-Ups program that SAP is bringing to market help companies? So Richard, the Grow with SAP for Scale-Up program is actually exclusively designed to help accelerate the business growth of our hyper-growth customers. And This program is based on providing a consolidated view across the systems and strong technology foundation to support with rapid growth into new markets. And there are two key pillars of the proposition. So first and foremost is to help scale-ups and hyper-growth customers to run on SAP. And this is where we offer a six-month free usage of all of the SAP cloud solutions. So S4HANA Public Cloud MVP is where we help our customers leverage the best practices for scale-ups And this can also be done within a four to six week implementation process. And also we provide a dedicated customer success partner to really help our customers on their growth journey and also being able to support them on this growth trajectory as well. And the second aspect of the grow proposition is helping them to grow with the SAP ecosystem. So SAP has over 420,000 customers, and this is where the customers could really leverage the existing relationships that we have. And at the same time, it's really to be able to help collaborate with scale-ups in joint go-to-market initiatives and really support them with leveraging our product development teams. And also, we understand that a lot of the customers that we work with in this space are requiring new funding rounds. And what we can really offer the scale-ups is the introductions and roundtables with potential investors and also to become an exclusive member uh, within our community of scale-up customers. And... We have one final question that we ask everybody, all the victims of this podcast series. In a sentence or two, with startup companies in mind, what do you see as the future of ERP? So Richard, the future of ERP is paramount to the success of scale-up and hyper-growth customers and also the larger enterprises around the globe. And I believe this is the bedrock for any organization where the foundational layer, where you want to have visibility across your financials, You want to be able to have a holistic view of your people and how you're going to attract and retain the best talent and also being able to observe the supply chain market as well, where you're going to have visibility across how you're going to source products, how are they going to go into an international market and also being able to have a holistic view across your data landscape as well. How can you make informed decisions across your organization? And for that, you need a robust IT platform in place and SAP is well equipped for any organizations of any size or any industry to really help them accelerate in this space. So to your question, I think the ERP future is very bright. 
I think it's essential for the success of any organization across different industries and all sizes. Umar, thanks for a great conversation. Thank you so much, Richard. I know you really enjoyed the collaboration and look forward to speaking once again. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening. Please mark us as a favorite. You can get regular updates and information about future episodes. But until next time, from Umar, Oikyu and I, thank you for discussing the future of ERP.